1: We know it's causing climate change, human activity. This is no longer subject to debate. And I might add, windmills do not cause cancer.
2: Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'll sleep better tonight knowing windmills don't cause cancer. Phew. Dodge that bullet, let me tell you. uh, News Talk 550 KTSA, six minutes after nine. On, uh, on the Sean Rima Show, and oddly, I'm Sean Ryman. The phone lines are uh, open, 210-599-5555. Well, one thing you're not seeing on MSNBC or CNN is anything about Mark Milley, the general, well, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and this Bob Woodward book. You haven't seen, Chris, I've been here all morning, I haven't seen a damn thing about this. Have you heard about this? I'm sure you did, uh, if you were watching Fox yesterday uh Mr. Watergate, Bob Woodward and uh another guy uh, some uh, another uh, op-ed guy or investigative reporter guy out of DC, Costa, I think is his last name, uh released some excerpts from their new book called Peril. Uh I think it's to the Washington Times. Or Washington Post, uh rather. And uh so they released some excerpts. It's kind of a funny word to say, isn't it? Chris? Excerpts. Uh, which allege uh, a couple of things about the general. Um, First, uh, and and this is stuff that uh, is largely, this is during the Trump era. And uh, apparently after the January 6th insurrection, which it wasn't. I've been saying since it happened, it was a selfie, man. That was a social media post. Okay, was, you know what it was. It, it, the January sixth. If nothing else, it was a statement. It was not an insurrection because they didn't actually try to take over the government. It was a statement. Uh, and a selfie. Uh, but you know, it's it's got to be an insurrection, and uh, you know, this was uh, this is this is this is their ba- This is their main argument for why white guys, straight white guys, are the biggest threat to America right now. And so, uh, in this book, Peril, uh, Bob Woodward and Robert Robert Costa—that's his uh, name—they're claiming that General Mark Milley, after the January sixth Capitol breach, had a secret meeting a couple of days later with his senior military folks, saying, "You don't do—I don't care who gives the order—and he's alleging the you know the president." Quote, no matter what you are told, you do the procedure, you do the process, and I'm part of that procedure. Uh, And uh, according to, uh, this was all, they did actually uh, put some, uh, CNN put some of this stuff out yesterday, I guess. Uh, Miss Milley considered it an oath, according to Woodward and Costa. In other words, he's telling top military folks, you don't take orders from the president you take orders from me which constitutionally is a bozo no no that's not how it's supposed to work civilians run the military that's why he's the commander in chief sounds like a smells like a insurrection and elsewhere in the book they also allege uh that general mark milley uh made some calls to china uh, and, uh, and whoever would be the equal to the Joint Chiefs Chairman in China. And, uh, I like saying it the way Trump says it. China. Saying that, uh, you know, if there's any kind of a military strike or if we're, if we're going to launch nuclear weapons against you guys, well, I'll give you a heads up. I'll call you first. This is two calls allegedly to China. Now, Bob Woodward also wants to sell books, and Michael, uh, not Michael Bolton. (laughs) the last time he sold a record or anything? No, uh, John Bolton, uh, again, had the same situation where he put out a book and excerpts were released, and they turned out to really be a lot of nothing or unverified. Uh, Actually, no, uh, he alleged a whole bunch of stuff took place as far as conversations on Air Force One, and there are other people on that plane that said that didn't happen. So Bob Woodward wants to sell books now. He is Bob Woodward, not John Bolton, and Bob Woodward also does have a reputation to maintain. This is the guy uh, that uh, was half of the team that uh, with Bernstein who who you know broke Wal- uh, Watergate. So he's got a reputation. So I, I doubt, I don't think a guy like Bob Woodward would put stuff out that didn't have some grain of truth to it. Uh, because these days with the interwebs, you know, you can pretty much verify stuff fairly quickly. Also, you, and I know this, that when you, when, when people are, folks like this are selling a book or they're, they're releasing sections of the book to, you know, get, get some hype going around the book before the publication date, you know, they, they put out the most bombastic stuff, right? Because you, you, you want people to be all curious about the book. And again, that's kind of what happened to uh, uh to Bolton, and then the book comes out, and it's it's not really much of anything. So, is it true? Is it not true? How much of it is true? I'm gonna I'm gonna submit to you that I I believe that probably some of it is true, or at least someone told Bob Woodward it was true, and if he has multiple sources, you know that would be the key. Uh, and who are they? You know, it can't be like the janitor, uh, you know, in the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it can't be the chick uh, spooning up your your string beans at the uh, Pentagon, you know, quad or lunch or whatever, lunchroom or whatever it is. Do you know what I heard? I heard that Army General was calling China. You want some gravy? So I don't know. You know, we'll see. But it, it is interesting. it, it is it, These are, you know, serious allegations. This is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Okay. So, if it's true in any way, shape, or form, General Mark Milley is a is an insurrectionist and a scumbag. And apparently, uh, Trey was saying he also. I haven't I read this, but apparently, he also had conversations uh, behind the scenes with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And if that's true, you know, it, 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 really, and we we were talking about this on where in and and you know this to be true because you you follow stuff too, right? that very often folks on the left are guilty of the very crap that they accuse people on the right of being guilty of. The current president is actually guilty. We know he's actually guilty of the stuff, uh, of the kind of uh, uh, withholding of aid to uh, uh, pressure another country into doing something for you. Uh, they, we know that Joe Biden is actually guilty of the stuff that they tried to impeach Donald Trump for, for which they had no evidence. So, if this were true, right, it wouldn't shock me. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me at all. I d- I just don't know because you you. The problem is when you factor in that you know Bob Woodward's trying to sell a book. Uh, you know it, it's <laughs> you, you won't know we the, the thing about this story is we really won't know how valid it is until the damn book comes out, which is kind of the point of releasing sections anyway. Uh, you know, it doesn't work for me with the poetry books. You know, Chris, I I can't. You know, I I don't. uh, I I release uh, sections of my poetry books, and you know, (laughs) I still, I still give away more than people buy, man. But that's all right, man. I do it for the love of writing damn profane poetry. So anyway, if you have any thoughts on 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 that story, uh, 210-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599-599- If I release sections of my book, people would be just like, "Ew, that's icky." You wrote a poem about that. Shouldn't that be private? Anyway, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Um, coming up also, uh, Nicki Minaj apparently is the s- smartest chick in the room right now uh, in this uh, this uh, back and forth with her and Joy Reid. Blinkin' don't know uh, who the drone killed. <laughs> Secretary of State, you know, Rand Paul, man, he's a junkyard dog, isn't he? That dude is scrappy. He just goes for the gusto, man. What was the light? That was the most interesting part of the Senate hearing yesterday on foreign relations with Anthony Blinken, was when Rand Paul looked at him and said, you don't think if you're going to off somebody with a drone, you should probably know who it is you're offing? (laughs) Wiped that smirk off of Blinken's face, didn't it? some fascinating TV. 210-599-5555. Oh, and an ethics complaint against uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's big ass. That's coming up. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 22 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Um. Wow, Norm Macdonald. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise. Well, that was a surprise for everyone. Man, that dude had been around forever, man. 61 years of age. He was young. And apparently had been battling cancer for almost a decade. And nobody knew except for his partner, business partner, creative—you know, this woman that uh, he's worked with all these years. She was the only person who knew that he had been battling cancer for nine years, man. Whew. And uh, leaves behind just a son. He, he, uh, I think his son's name is Dylan. And uh, and what a, that guy, you know, and I don't know. I know Don Morgan's a big fan, and Chris, you know, he he, uh, he he was one of those guys who was just naturally very funny. Do you know what I mean? It was it was as natural to Norm uh, to be funny as it was breathing the air. He was just a very naturally funny guy.
0: I think at times he went over people's heads, and yeah. not because of the content of his of his comedy, but it was because he could be so dry at times. Yes, it was kind of like Kinky. Right, Some, right, Sometimes Kinky says stuff, and it was he meant it to be funny, but he's so dry, right, that you you you, you don't know if he's being serious or not. And then, again, then <laughs> it <laughs> hits you. And then and then, like you're driving home, with I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that right. that was really kind of his gift. Or
2: right, with he was just Nor Macdonald. Is he just was. He would just slide that stuff in on you. Like
0: you and I are talking right now and just slide something in. And, right. and unless you were paying real close attention. Right. Or, or could, you know, something, a little twinkle in their eyes sometimes. Right. Eyes, like that. And he so,
2: always had that twinkle in his eye. Yeah, that's true. Very accomplished. I mean, I didn't realize how until I started reading the bio, because I haven't really followed him, you know, like a lot as closely as a lot of people have, but. Mm-hmm. He wrote for a lot of shows. Wrote for Family Guy. Wrote for Roseanne back in the day. Uh, had his own show. I forgot he had his own show for a while. His own sitcom. Uh, you know, and uh, it was on Saturday Night Live. Obviously, Trey was playing a, a video that I, I had posted last night of one of the Jeopardy spoofs.
0: Oh my God, those were so funny.
2: Well, I, you know, just ridiculously. Who funny. who does a Burt Reynolds imitation? Him. <laughs> He's the only guy on planet Earth that can, can successfully do a spot-on Burt Reynolds imitation, mm-hmm. because that's that can't be easy. Because you got it's a real subtle thing you got to be able to pull off, right. and he was the guy who could do it. Uh, and I, I actually got to interview him. It was a phone interview. I didn't meet him, but I, I interviewed him in Colorado. Uh, he was you know promoting one of the Adam Sandler movies, and you know even on the phone when you're setting up an interview, you can tell. If somebody's a jerk or not, you know, and I yeah. could list off about a <laughs> dozen people that I were jerks, but he genuinely, really nice guy.
0: I see that a lot. Yeah. Um, after he passed, I I know I probably had five or six people who posted photos of them with him, right, at uh, different events or whatever, and they all said the same thing: just a real genuine, down to earth, right. funny guy. You know. Yeah,
2: and and that that whole genuine thing is pretty rare, you know, in that in that and crowd. Yeah, so, that line of
0: work, right?
2: You know, so uh, you know, what a sad thing. Well, yeah, it's sad, but you know, his pain is over now. Whatever he was enduring or yep. going through, right? And the fact that he kept it from everyone, and I guess the reason is because he he just wanted people to see him as Norm and not, yeah, you know, I, I hate to say it as cancer guy, you know, but yeah. I mean, right. so that's that was his choice. Yeah,
0: I saw I I saw him. I think it was one of the last episodes of letterman mm-hmm. and he was on there and was just very um grateful to david letterman for giving him the opportunities that he gave him over the and i think he, you know at one point broke down really started crying he was just so overwhelmed with all that had happened um so, you know and not many people will do that no you know go on and and uh, express their appreciation in that way
2: right man so you know a very cool guy. One of those, uh, celebrity comedians that didn't have any scandal attached to him. Never heard anything no. bad about him. All, no, you ever, yeah. all you ever heard was that he's a really nice guy and he's very genuinely funny. And, yeah. uh, you know, our uh, hearts and thoughts go out to his, uh, his nothing, son.
0: Nothing outlandish. Nothing no, outlandish.
2: Just, just did what he did, which was be funny and entertain
0: people. Average guy making you laugh. Right. Too, huh? <laughs> we need more it's of that With an above average sense of humor. We need more of that now.
2: Because, and he was another one apparently, uh, who, talked a lot about the cancel culture and how it's ruining comedy. And he said, you know, it's going to get to a point where you really can't be funny because you can't be honest. In order to be funny, you have to be honest in a sense. And you have to be observant and you have to be willing to say outrageous things to make your point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, like Adam Carolla, they're both kind of saying, and you know, it's just not –
0: you notice they were the first line of entertainers to stand up and say something. Yeah, they were. That, yeah. You know, because it's it's what you said is true. They have to be brutally honest. Yeah, that's uh, where humor comes from. Exactly. You know, with their with their point of view on different things and their take, and you know, you remove that from the equation, it is just not going to be very funny. No, and and That's uh, a cause... guy up there telling knock knock jokes. Right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, and and and. Yeah, I think truth
2: is at the heart of all comedy, really, or humor. Right. And you and I grew up in an era of Richard Pryor and George yeah, you, Carlin, and you, you couldn't know.
0: get more honest than yeah. <laughs> than Richard Pryor. No, or Eddie Murphy for <laughs> that right. matter. Yeah.
2: So it's very sad, the passing of uh, Norm Macdonald. Talented sixty one, very talented guy. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Um and I I'm gonna get into this a little bit when we get back, but you know, I, I, I've i kind of followed this story. I'm not a big Nicki Minaj fan. I, I don't really... <laughs> I've heard a couple of her songs and read some of the lyrics. I'm like, oh, God. Sorry, but she's all boobs and butt to me. I, I just never thought much of her. Which, uh, I got nothing against boobs and butts, don't get me wrong. I'm a big old fan. I'm just saying, <laughs> I just never thought much of her. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I really haven't been following this, uh, this Joy Reid thing too closely, but the more I think about it, the more interesting it becomes because, yeah, at least in this one conversation, Nicki Minaj, I never, th- Chris, I never thought I'd hear myself say these words. Nicki Minaj is the smartest person in the room. <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. 939. The 14th Annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon is going on now through October 15th. Obviously, just like last year because of the COVIDs, they're only going to be doing a delivery. Uh, uh, Last year, though, you helped feed about 10,000 people in San Antonio on Thanksgiving and help with the purchase of all that food stuff that we need, turkeys and yams and all that good stuff. This year we need... Uh, Your help even more. The need is great. And uh, so if you'd like to help feed the needy and purchase these items we need for the dinner, uh, give what you can at KTSA.com. Just go to KTSA.com. You can make a donation there. Brought to you by Airtron Heating and Air, Window World, and uh, the Institute for Functional Health, and and ANSERA. 14th Annual, we're all Jimenez Radiothon. Uh, Go to the website, KTSA.com. I got. It. I just want to talk about the the Nicki Minaj thing, the Nicki Minaj Joy Reed thing, just for for a couple of minutes because it's such a it's it's a cool story in regards to Nicki Minaj, who I've never been a big fan of. You know, I, in fact, Chris, haven't I called her a moron on several occasions on this very show? Probably referred to her big butt. I have talked about her big butt because you know what, it is a big butt. He big everything, man. So I don't know about much about her music. I know that one song that involves three letters, and I'm not going to tell, say what that is. And I think, well, that's some brilliant crap right there. Um, so I, I've never been a big Nicki Minaj fan. But she tweets, she was supposed to go to this Metropolitan Museum of the, Ar- of the Arts thing, this gala, gala, whatever the hell, on Monday night where, you know, uh, uh, AOC's big butt was there and uh, tax the rich and blah, blah, stinking blah. And I guess they had a vaccine because it's not it's a it's a very it's not a lot of people that get invited to this thing. And, and actually, AOC has got some ethics challenges now because she went and she's a member of Congress. Congress. We can talk about that later. But so Nicki Minaj, you know, there was a I guess you had to be approved you're vaccinated or something like that. And she's not vaccinated yet. And so she tweeted, I, I don't I didn't plan on talking about this at length, but I she tweets that, you know, basically she's still investigating the vaccines. She's not saying don't get vaccinated. What she said is, I'm not laughing, but I, it is kind of bizarre. What she said is that she has a cousin, a dude uh, in in Trinidad, I think, who was about to was about to get married, and got the vaccine, and he experienced, and this is part of the story, man. Swollen. Testicles. Ah. Owie, owie, owie. Well, you say that and dudes just cringe, right? Dude's driving into work right now, just almost drove off the road. Swollen testicles. And uh, apparently, uh, you know, it he, he, he rendered him impotent. <laughs> I don't know why I'd think it'd be the opposite, but hey, apparently it did. And so his fiance, his fiance, broke up with him. Point being that Nicki Minaj, I don't think she's worried about swollen testicles, but <laughs> again these days. Um but she's she's looking into the vaccines. She's like she's not saying don't get vaccinated, she's looking into the vaccines and still doing research. And she says people should be allowed to make their own choice. Well, Joy Reid on MSNBC went nuts on her. Started calling her sister. Sister, you know you got 20 million, however many followers on your, you know now now these days that's all it that matters, right? How many followers you got on Twitter, you know, and you're, you're using, you well, know, you can't, shouldn't be using your platform to tell people not to get vaccinated, and uh and was just hauling off on her. Of course, nobody's, you know, what Joy Reid was even like. I've only got two million followers. Well, You should be lucky you got two million, sweetheart. And it was this back and forth. And then, uh, Nicki Minaj called her a bunch of, you know, names and stuff and said, you know, I didn't tell people not to get vaccinated. Blank, blank, blankety, blank, blank. Let me just put it it to you this way, Chris. She wasn't calling Joy Reid's sister. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's where we are. You know, it's, you know, you're a horrible person if you even question the vaccines, right? According to some idiots. That's why nobody watches MSNBC. So their ratings, like CNN, are in the toilet, man. So again, I, I just I came back to this idea that my God, in at least this one story, Nicki Minaj is the smartest person in the room. Oh, and just to make you cringe one more time, swollen testicles. There you go. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Don Morgan will probably have at least one grammatical mistake in his news report that he's typing up right now, because every time I say swollen testicles, he <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually,
2: I'm on so many meds that I wouldn't mind. I'm kidding. 210
0: <laughs> No. I'm just saying. We that. don't need you coming in here tomorrow morning. <laughs> Uh, Don Morgan, guess what happened to me? Uh, <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I... Um, boom, shakalaka. Walked from my bedchamber. <laughs> my chamber, Very slowly. <laughs> and very slowly into the bath. And very gingerly. Had to get a wheelbarrow. <laughs> realized <laughs> was Trey, like, What's the dolly for? I'm like, <laughs> well... <laughs> realized I was moving slower than normal.
2: They upgraded my blood pressure meds, and uh, this <laughs> happened.
0: It was a real drag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ah oh, nuts. <laughs> um, real drag. Drag. The man has swollen <laughs> testicles. But his fiance broke up with him. You're talking about this the real drag. No living, the wheelbarrow. <laughs> it wouldn't be very funny if it was you. Actually, Again, yeah, you if mean... it was me, I wouldn't mind. Probably. I'd just... <laughs>
0: You'd like the attention.
2: <laughs> no, i just like to know that they're there. Um...
0: <laughs> No, <laughs> Two, one, zero, five, nine, nine, Oh nine. No, aren't you going to the doctor? <laughs> yeah, but I'm on. Well, well that like check
2: seven, for you. you're like there sixteen pills a day, man? I'm lucky I can stand.
1: <laughs> Just tell him don't assign me anything while you're down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God! Yeah, hey doctor, okay. while I'm here, do you mind? Checking something out for me. Checking a couple of things out for well, me. what's wrong, Sean? You got an unusual rash or insect bite? No. I need you to... You know, sometimes the airlines lose, lose the luggage. Oh,
3: God! Oh, God! Oh! <laughs> It'll
0: show up at your house in a couple of days. <laughs> Amazon will drop it off with a drone. Okay. <laughs> That's the courier from American Airlines. Got, got something. You want to sign for these?
2: Damn. Um two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yeah, wait, my wife keeps them in a the box. Let me uh, let me go see if she's got the, the padlock. Um 5555 <laughs> I love you, baby. Oh. Let's take a break. Uh, it's Sean on Newstock five fifty KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA. at Sean. Hi. <laughs> I just did this old bizarro segment a few minutes ago. And on Daytime with Kimberly Bond, they talk about people winning a chance to stay in the Nutmobile. Planners Peanuts Nutmobile kind of interesting anyway um 210 um you know i'm not gonna lie to you i didn't know who michael Bublé was this week michael Bublé came up on the air today and i didn't know who he was i'm not hip i don't really listen to anything new i didn't realize he was i don't i didn't know who michael Bublé was. i think my, my my wife likes michael Bublé. well does, i guess everybody's wife likes michael Bublé. But Trey brought up Michael Buble, and I didn't know who he was talking about. I think my wife played me a song once by him. Probably heard his Christmas hits. His Christmas hits? He's covered a lot of the classics. Oh, has he? And he's from Canada. And, uh, well, he was going <laughs> to... Because he's like what a loungy guy, right? He sings loungy stuff. But again, I don't know much about him. I didn't know anything about him until this morning, actually but you know here here's it's this is the road we're on he he was supposed to do uh a show at the Frank Irwin Center in Austin in uh I don't know a week or so an evening with Michael Bublé and uh apparently he he canceled because he he didn't want he wanted additional covid you know protocols and i guess uh, i don't know what that means i i guess he wanted i don't know if he wanted proof of vaccination or uh you know other additional stuff and and the frank irwin center already has uh recommendations for face masks social distancing and uh and and they clean stuff and sanitize stuff and and so they they you know didn't want to add more protocols to the show whatever they were and he says, uh, I am not a political person, though we tried. I was sadly unable to facilitate this for my Austin show. There was no other choice but to cancel. My conscience and my heart wouldn't allow it. So this is kind of how people are going to break, all right? They're either going to be people that want additional vaccination. whether you're talking about a performer or you're talking about maybe a restaurant or, you know, however this mandate thing happens, if it does happen at all, You're going to have uh, individuals and and businesses that are going to require additional stuff. And uh, meanwhile, others will be going in the opposite direction. I I suddenly forgot the name of the comedian who, who, he's not a guy that I ever followed, but he's saying, no, you're not going to have to do any of that stuff to come to my show. Jim Brewer, that's right. And then people will make up their own minds as to whether or not they're going to go. Me, you know, I, I probably wouldn't go to a restaurant that's going to have... Additional layers of vaccine. You know, if I got to show a vaccine card, I'd rather just stay home, Chris, and get my uh, steak and lobster tail from H-E-B. And, uh, you know, so, I I, and and Don Morgan said this earlier, and I I agree with him absolutely, that it's probably, you know, once this stuff starts hitting people in the bottom line, once you start cutting into the profit margin, you know, a lot of these people I think will probably drop this stuff. I just—I'm uh, wondering how people are feeling that I didn't know who Michael Bublé was. I knew who—I knew more about Nicki Minaj than I knew about Michael Bublé. I thought Chris—I thought he was like an old guy from the '60s or something, <laughs> like Mel Torme. I didn't—I <laughs> didn't know he was a young guy. That's how hip I am, man. I have slid into old fart territory, man. I don't know who a lot of these youngsters are. You tumbled. Into I tumbled into old fartness. One day I'm young and pretty, and then like the next day, man, I'm walking around with a damn life vest on, taking 13 pills a day, and claiming I don't know who the hell Michael Bublé is. <laughs> so there. uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five And get off the lawn. And get off my lawn.
3: That old hag hates my ass.
2: God, that's a great movie. Looking forward to the new Clint Eastwood movie. It's going to be streaming, I think, starting this Friday and at theaters as well. Dude's 91, man. And everybody uh, that I've heard who's actually been able to review it is saying it's a really phenomenal movie. So we're looking forward to that coming out. Cry Macho. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
1: There's no question, Nicole,
2: that he was unfit and that he met every standard that you could have ever possibly thought through for invocation of the 25th Amendment and to be relieved of duty because he was incapacitated. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, I'm Sean. And, uh... If you, if you have the TV on in any way, shape, or form on a news channel, you're seeing live coverage of the, the Senate hearing on uh, the Larry Nasser case involving these young gymnasts. Uh, I, I, You know, I really, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't followed that story too closely. But that's, <laughs> it's wall-to-wall coverage right now. Um, I actually was looking at this Wall Street Journal uh, story on Instagram uh we mentioned this earlier on wearing rima but uh, uh this is it. the wall street journal has found or or read internal documents from facebook involving research uh that shows that you know instagram is is harmful to people and their self image especially young women And according to the documents published by the Wall Street Journal and picked up by The Hill, uh, and these are, again, messages internally uh, being swamped from folks' employees, 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. Comparisons on Instagram can change how young women view and describe themselves. Uh, also, we're talking about how people use filters to digitally manipulate and alter pictures f- uh, that further fuel body dysmorphia. In other words, y- you know, you see somebody who looks perfect, and so you feel, you know, I guess, very imperfect. Uh, you know, I... I d- 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 first off, I mean, d- d- let me just ask you... Uh, i ask you this question. I used to ask this question quite a bit, but I'm going to ask it just straight up, okay? And, and I'm not... Preaching from Mount Olympus here because I'm on Facebook I don't do anything else, I just do Facebook That's all I can handle, but in general, do you think social media is good for people or bad for people? Is it healthy or unhealthy? What do you think two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five i gotta you know i and I'm on it right? I think it's damned unhealthy. <laughs> I, I think probably I think you know honestly I think eventually social media is and we've been kind of hearing about this for a few years now that you know social media whether it's Instapuke or it's Facepuke or whatever it is these things were designed to be an addiction to have an addictive quality to them and that the the goal is to keep you online as long as possible and at the heart of all social media and again I'm on Facebook is an inherent self-obsession, right? Whether it's positive or negative. It's 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 your own little TV show. It's all about you, baby. And yeah, I think social media is probably one of the worst things to happen to the human race in recent memory as far as a general cultural thing. I think, I think you could link a lot of unhealthy behavior and a lot of psychological problems and emotional problems throughout the, you know, social media users that, that, that you could probably link directly back to social media. You know, we all do it, right? Most of us do it. I, I, I've said this before, you know, I, I know, I know a handful of people, three come to mind specifically who are not on social media at all. One of them's a radio guy. And you know what? They seem like happier people just in general, you know? I mean, it's really kind of taken over our lives. And it's not, it's taken over our lives in regards to the phones. We all got, you know, are you ever more than a couple of feet away from your damn phone? I'm kind of, I used to, I I was going through a, I I haven't because of my mom's situation uh, and and now my health situation. But I was going through a period of time where on the weekends I was just started to leave at home. If we went out and you know went someplace, just to get away from it, man. But yeah, I'm not shocked by this, uh, you know, especially for young, for teenaged girls, where you you, I mean, I have I, as growing up as a dude, I have no idea of the social and cultural pressure that you know adolescent teenage girls must feel or experience just being teenage girls. And, you know, you add into that the social media factor, and I'm sure it messes a lot of them up. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, you you look at the people who designed social media or or created social media, and uh, many of these social media engineers, if you will, uh, we know this for a fact now because they've said so, don't allow their own kids on social media, and they themselves don't use it. But it's now such a a part of our daily lives for a lot of us, you know, at least some of us. I don't know. I don't know what per- the percentage would be, but you know, it's even a part of our per- professional life. I mean, I, I I would never, as long as I'm doing this for a living, I I wouldn't really be able to completely disconnect from social media. Um, I, and I tell you this all the time as well. It's also the only way that people know my stinking books exist. And even though I give away, you know, that I, I'm, not, I'm not really, I don't really write my books to make money. <laughs> I still want people to read the damn things, you know. So I I I, I wish I could get more in the line, and, and Trey and I were talking about this on Where and Rhyma, of just getting to the point where I'm just not doing anything else on it, you know what I mean? I, 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 I'm starting a new video series. I'm going to start doing a quick video after I get off the air and posting that on KTSA.com and also on the Facebook page. Uh, in fact, there's one, I did one yesterday. It's not very good, but I did, (laughs) I did it. It's, I'm a little out of practice, but it's, it's there. You can see it. I look like hell. Look at the video I posted. Just see how much I look like hell. I ain't got no dysmorphia going. I'm like, damn, you look like hell. Uh, but you know what I mean? So I, it would, it would be impossible in a sense. Well, no, that's not true. Everything is a choice. I'm not able to make the choice right now to completely disconnect from Facebook. But, you know, I, I am still happy that I don't maintain several platforms, because that's just insanity as far as I'm concerned. I have no desire to tweet. <laughs> there's there's plenty of people tweeting in, on planet Earth. They don't need my tweets. But, you know, I, I do think it's, in general, a very unhealthy thing. And I do think it's had... Uh, a detrimental, and you can tell me what you think two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five I do think it's had a detrimental impact not only on how we communicate with each other, how we in a sense even define what a relationship is you know and what you, who your friends are um and i I also think it's it's had a negative impact on on us as individuals because Again, it's, 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 it's a magnifying glass. If you have any insecurities going on, social media is a magnifying glass for that. And you know what I'm talking about because you see it on social media every single stinking day. And you know what I'm talking about. Uh, because it, 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 instead of just being in our lives and living our lives, we, we you know have an experience or have a thought, and suddenly you, you want to see how many likes you get on that. Suddenly there's some there's a need for validation of some kind. The only thing I'm really kinda happy with is the as far as how my uh social media habits have changed is and don't take this the wrong way, but I, I don't really if you notice, I don't really comment a lot on my own posts. Unless it's something completely dorky. You know what I mean? I, I don't get into arguments on Facebook, I don't do political discussions on Facebook. Um I use Facebook to to basically prep my show uh, and I've told you this a thousand times that I post the stories I'm going to talk about the next day so I can kind of see, you know, how people are reacting. And plus, it's just easier for me technically. I started doing that when we were, you know, working out of the, out of the bedroom there. That sounded funny. You know what I mean. And I'm just going to kept that practice going instead of printing stuff out. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think it is unhealthy. I, the problem with social media is that it has just completely it it is taken over our lives. I don't know how, as a society or a culture, we get rid of it now. I will say this. There are days where I wish the whole damn thing would just shut off. (laughs) You know what I mean? There are times where I just wish the whole damn thing would just go black and just shut down all of it, man. Facebook, Twitter, Instapuke. Because now, you know, it, and it's like talking about the Nicki Minaj story, you know, it, which is really a war over followers. You know, now, really, uh, who you are on planet Earth has to do with how many followers you have. Right? I guess, Chris, I could go on Twitter or Instagram and start trying to scoop up followers. I just don't care. I'm sorry. I just I don't care. The 5,000 people I got on my Facebook thing are fine. You know, but, <laughs> oh, you're talking to somebody. I was talking to Chris, you know, and I, I don't know how many, I guess people can, conf- I guess people follow me who aren't, you know, friends cause I, it's a public profile, but you know, that's, that's, that's all I can deal with, man. I, I will say that I, I don't want to li- In other words, I don't want to live my stinking life trying to scoop up people, you know, and have them follow my, and you know, crap on social media. 210 if you're there, that's cool. Good for you. I'm glad you're with me. I'm glad you're coming along for the ride. That's fine. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's take a break. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back on News Talk 550 KTSA. It's ten twenty one. One of my favorite parts of the day is we're joined by Mr. Rudy J from ESPN from the morning show there. Seven to ten Monday through Friday. What's up, man? Another day in paradise, man.
3: Absolutely. Hump day. We're Hump here. day. Everybody.
2: Uh, um we were <laughs> We were talking about social media because I was just talking about Instagram and how this uh, Wall Street Journal has reported that like thirty-two percent of teenage girls who are on, on you know social media. They end up feeling bad about themselves. It affects them negatively.
3: Because they don't... I don't think they understand, like, these celebrities, like, everything they're doing to make these pictures look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a 13-year-old, you don't have access to the best Photoshopper in the world. You know what I mean? And then there's everyone lying about how many cars, how much money they got, so... You left feeling like, dang, I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm such a really, loser. Well, really, you're doing well. Like you're, you're a teenager. <laughs> right. You shouldn't have a Lamborghini yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to be a thirty six, twenty four, thirty six 36 at 15. No, you don't. You know, you, know? you don't and, and need a thousand likes. It's weird.
2: It, it is. It's really because it, you know, you and I were talking about how we kind of have a, you know, I, I at least have a kind of a love hate relationship. You I, know, do I, too. I, I do Facebook and that's it. And, and, you know, we're radio guys. We have to maintain. Somewhere. certain social presence, media, right. but you were saying for the younger people, you know, it's their 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 their, their existence. Is predi- yeah,
3: their day is predicated upon. Did did my crush like my photo? Did he watch my story? Did she like the guy I hate's photo? <laughs> like their day is predicated on social. Well, and, and I noticed that,
2: like, if, if somebody likes something they think shouldn't like something or, or it's, a it's a rival or whatever, it's, like, yeah. a big deal
0: to them. Yeah,
3: and I was telling you, like, when we were done with school, the bully was out of our hair. <laughs> you know, like, okay, I don't have to deal with them till tomorrow. With them, the bully has access to them 24 hours oh, a day. They do. And, they, you know, yeah. so, like, my 13-year-old, like, she can't have her phone in her room after a certain time. That's great. Yeah, like, because... I was a kid. Like I know when you say you're going to bed, you ain't going to bed. <laughs> like you know, we'll buy you a real alarm clock because for the longest, like, well, I need an alarm. We'll get you an alarm clock.
2: Well, and and the other thing that's funny is that you know even like people who are older, you know, get obsessed with social media. Oh yeah you, about I the, am. yeah, you talk about the filters. Like you know, you ever see somebody <laughs> and like on social media they look like you know like a like goddess or they look perfect. <laughs> You mean in real impressive. life, it's like, oh, God.
3: You're short. <laughs> You're short. You're a little bit more than, way more than I thought. You're way more than I thought. Yeah, a
2: little older than That's I scary. thought you were,
3: man. Yeah. <laughs> Social yeah. media, man, it runs us. It, it runs does. Us. You know, but how do you get away from it totally, you know? You I can. don't know. It's, a, it's my news source. I'll admit right. that. I, you I, know, especially I, with Twitter. Twitter's a new, a huge news source. Well, and, and news is made on Twitter. But, yeah. but, you
2: know, I was following this Nicki Minaj, Joy Reid thing. Oh. With the with the vaccine stuff, <laughs> she say that's my, getting nasty, My man.
3: cousin's, yeah, my, my old oh, sister,
2: or her cousin's, got swollen yeah. testicles
3: because <laughs> he got after he got the vax, he got swollen... and he became uh he it, could yeah. he became imp, impotent. Yeah, you say that. I, I, I don't thought know. I thought
2: it would be the opposite, but you know, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if he got more testicle, so. <laughs> It, it should like, be the no, should just be opposite effect, though. I, that's what yeah. I just said. Chris is horrified by what I just said. Well, I'm just saying. Chris will be all right. If you have if you, you
3: bigger, it should be bigger. I don't know, more, more production. I don't know, but I guess it's the opposite. More production.
2: But, you know, so, it, but uh, Nicki Minaj and her cousin with, the, with the, their
3: swollen testicles. I think Nicki's upset because she couldn't go to the Met. <laughs> she couldn't go to the Met Gala. Like, cause you had to be vaxxed to go to the Met Gala. That's what it was. And she loves the Met. So I think she's like, that's why she's just now speaking out on it. Cause, you know, in New York, you gotta be vaxxed to, oh, to go check anything. your mail. <laughs> right, you do. <laughs> you do. To go check your mailbox. Are you vaxxed? <laughs> you can't, can't get, get your mail. Dude, standing there,
2: <laughs> buy a pack of smokes, you know. Let's see that. Show va- me your card. Let's see dope. that freaking Vax yeah. card right now. I'm taking your ass downtown, for real. Taking your ass to Rikers. Yeah. So uh we also had a funny conversation because this is true. So true. About payday, <sighs> when you're a guy like yeah, like another thing that we have in common that we just found out is that like my wife handles all the finances. Me too. I have no idea what happens financially in my home.
3: I just look up and like, oh, well, we paid everything. That's why you have $3 for the week. I was like, well, Oh, yeah. well, you could have let me know. But you know, like, I, to the extent where I even forget if it's payday or not. I, my wife literally just texted me before I'm coming here. We still good to meet for lunch. I'm like, what do you mean? Like she's like, yeah, you got paid today. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's all oh. you know. I saw and I like, Oh, I did. Okay, I guess I'm meeting you for lunch. With me,
2: it's like, you want to do Olive Garden tonight? I'm like, oh, it must be payday, man. We're not
3: eating spam sandwiches tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're not pay-
2: having reheated Fideo, are we? No, we're having the. <laughs> I love we're having,
3: we're I getting, love let's get some. Go- I, I love too, man. I love Fideo, yeah. man. I love me some Fideo. Now I'm getting Yeah, but hungry. it's payday. It's Where payday. are y'all going to eat? <laughs> I don't know, maybe Olive Garden. <laughs> I, I love Olive Garden. I, Road I, I this, like Roadhouse. I love their salad. The salad, yeah, great. Gardi salad is quality. Uh, I like anything
2: with their grilled shrimp in it is good. Absolutely. And uh, the other, because we get delivery, good, we get, we get the. I'm getting hungry now too. It's yeah. payday. We should be hungry. <laughs> I mean, we should get some fancy food today, right, Chris?
3: Uh, I'm not eating out the vending machine today, fellas. No, ain't sorry. No, y'all, ain't having your no, own.
2: Ain't having no Captain's wafers today. Uh, <laughs> Pop tarts out of the vending machine. Rudy J, man, it's My always man. a pleasure
3: mornings on ESPN with Rob Thompson with seven to ten. Seven to ten, twelve fifty A. M. or ninety four five FM. Always
2: was a pleasure, man. We'll My see man. you tomorrow. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, man. Later. All right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero that's how I know it's payday. It's true. Me and the kids are thinking about getting Olive Garden, you know. When you're still about three days away from payday, it's Chick fil A. <laughs> My wife makes H-E-B chicken. Okay. Yeah, man. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. We're back. The show Uh 1037. And uh, once again, uh, we, we're... I've been getting asked about this. The 14th annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon is happening. It's happening online through October 15th. Uh, Obviously, because of the COVID, uh, they're only going to be doing a delivery this year, not the the big dinner. Last year, though, uh, you helped to feed 10,000 people in San Antonio for Thanksgiving and also help with the purchase of all the food items that uh, that uh, are usually donated, such as turkeys and yams and all the food stuff. This year, the need is also great. We need your help to feed the needy and purchase the items needed for the dinner. So give what you can at KTSA.com. KTSA.com, brought to you by Quarter Moon, uh, Quarter Moon Plumbing in uh, Heat and AC, Wagner Hall Custom Homes, North Park Toyota of San Antonio, and Conviva Care Centers. Uh, KTSA.com. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I want to talk uh, briefly just about Anthony Blinken yesterday and, uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the Rand Paul moment. But Rand Paul is just a junkyard dog, isn't he? Chris, he's just a junkyard dog, man. He tad up. And, uh, you know, Anthony Blinken, these are the Senate, these were the Senate hearings, Foreign Relations Committee on, uh, on the screw up out of Afghanistan. And Anthony Blinken, uh, you know, is is a mollusk, he's a reptile, he's a snake. You know, I I, I, I said this yesterday, I I always thought Hillary Clinton was probably the worst Secretary of State we've ever had, but Blinken, man, you look into those eyes, you just don't see anything looking back at you, do you? (laughs) You just don't, man, it's just a void. And this was kind of a the the one of the highlights yesterday is that Rand Paul starts asking about this drone strike on this supposed ISIS K guy, and uh, by all accounts, the popular thinking now, based upon eyes on the ground who who said you know told what they saw, said this guy the people the the person who lost his life in this drone attack was not. An ISIS guy. He was a U.S. aid worker, Zamari Khmadi. The New York Times reported last week uh, that he was, you know, he was moving water for folks, and he had a bunch of his kids with him, like seven of his kids. And they're saying this drone strike killed this man and his kids. The Pentagon initially said, well no, that was that was that was collateral damage. It was a secondary explosion. But they wouldn't name who the ISIS guy was that the So Rand Paul is gets his shot at Anthony Blinken yesterday, your Secretary of State. It says was he an aid worker or an ISIS K operative? You are the Secretary of State. And finally Blinken said, I can't speak to that. And uh Rand Paul didn't let go of it and uh, finally Blinken said I don't know. I don't know. Rand Paul gave what is now an infamous line where he said <laughs> you know when you off somebody with a missile shot from a drone or you know whatever however that works don't you shouldn't you know who the person is that you're sh- that you're offing? You <laughs> oh, know, my god, man. He said, "You'd think you would know." You, oh, you'd think you would know. That's what it is. Well, yeah, especially being the Secretary of State, as I said yesterday, the voice and face of this country's uh, overseas policy, and he doesn't know. Because uh, I here's what I've said. Because there was a couple of these things. Uh, that we shot off, you know, in the days after the, after the 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 Taliban started running roughshod over the country and over Kabul, and you know we we looked pretty bad, and we still do, and rightly so. And I've always felt that you know they they just popped a few things off so, to claim that they did something, right? But normally, wouldn't you announce the name of the guy you got? Wouldn't you want it to be known who you got? Nope. (laughs) We still don't know. We still don't have any names of any of these these ISIS guys. They supposedly blew up. But we do have the name of a a, a U.S. aid worker trying to transport water. Uh, And by all explanations, what we're seeing now, Anthony Blinken won't say it, but what we're saying now is this guy was just an aid worker who we blew up, and we blew up seven of his kids, too but you know again uh we have a bunch of scumbags in uh, in the in the west wing there and in the administration in general and uh they're not going to own up to that they don't own up to anything and uh you know we're we're talking about this again earlier this morning i still think that uh, the reason they announced these mandates uh last thursday is because specifically it was 2 days before 911 the 20 year anniversary and they didn't want people screaming and yelling and thinking about afghanistan they still don't want people thinking about afghanistan the Secretary of State doesn't know. I mean, wrap your noggin around that. The Secretary of State doesn't know if we just blew up a, a family of eight innocent folks in Afghanistan. How's that make you feel? You know, two one, zero, five nine nine, fifty five, fifty five, two. But you know again, when you're dealing with the Moron crowd, right? you know they, they it doesn't matter, man. Well, at least they're still better than Trump. <laughs> right. It's like this uh, General Milley story about these calls to China, allegedly by Bob Woodward, that you know if if we're gonna shoot anything off, this is during the Trump, the final days of the Trump administration. If we're gonna shoot anything off, I'll give you a call, I'll give you a heads up, and talk to. According to Bob Woodward, Robert Costa, uh, you know uh, this meeting with his top military folks saying, "Hey, after the January sixth thing, I don't call it an insurrection because it wasn't." You know, no mili- nothing happens militarily unless you pass it by me, which is not how the Constitution works. It's not how anything works, as far as the the uh, the chain of command, which begins with the president. We don't know if any of that stuff's true, but uh, you know, Bob Woodward does have a reputation to protect, so I don't know. We'll find out when the damn book comes out. It's called Peril. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's go to Richard real quick. Richard, how you doing?
1: Hey, I guess okay, Sean. Every day I think it can't get any worse, and every day it does. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is given aid and comfort to the CHICOM Army. The Secretary of State is a bimbo. The Secretary of Defense won't show up for the hearing. I mean, what's the deal, man?
2: <laughs> I know. It's kind of depressing when you really take it all in, isn't it?
1: It is very, very depressing.
2: We're on a bad track, man. We're on a bad track. So You're absolutely
1: you're, you're on the train with me, and we ain't running
2: it. Nope. <laughs> I appreciate the call, Richard, as usual. Thank you, sir. Rock and roll. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, News Talk 550 KTSA. FM 1071, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, if you'd like to comment on anything I've discussed on the air, whether it's uh, these allegations by Bob Woodward and his new book Peril, uh, about uh, possibly some traitorous behavior on the general's part, Nicki Minaj's cousin with the swollen testicles, you can call us up and talk about that, they've been a big hit on the show today. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's funny though. and then or, or Norm MacDonald. We were talking about the passing of Norm Macdonald. But you know, it's funny what people remember about your shows, because I I've told you this before, you know, I, I forget the show as soon as I get off the air. It's it's something intentional. That's why I'm 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 now gonna shoot these little videos right when I get off the air, so everything's still fresh in my brain. Because especially these days for my own sanity, you know, when I get off the air I, I need to disconnect, man. And uh, uh, so I'm doing these little videos because people will. Add, it's funny what people remember about a show. Like this show, I imagine, you know, six months from now. You remember that show you did about the swollen testicles? Uh, let's go to uh, uh, Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave, how you doing?
3: Hey, Sean. How's it going?
2: Pretty good, man. What are you thinking?
3: Rev, you know, they're, uh, I'm watching Fox right now, and they're talking about women who have been abused. And- right this and that and the other. I, I, I don't see the feminists coming out. And, and then, you know, dealing with Afghanistan, all the women that's, you know, everything that's happening to them at the moment, it boggles my mind that they'd rather cover this story than cover I, the real story.
2: You know, I I I haven't really followed the the Nasser story very closely, honestly. Um, and I was a little, you know, frankly surprised that it's getting wall-to-wall coverage on these on these hearings. Yeah, uh, just be, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe I just because you know, I know that it's all about how the FBI handled this, and this was something that went on for decades, for a long time. So I'm not trying to diminish the story, but it's you know it's on Fox and MSNBC. I don't know if CNN's doing it too, but there it's it's live coverage. And you're right, uh, in Afghanistan, the horrible things are being done to women and girls. Ever you know every single day. And uh yeah where are the uh where are the the defenders of women uh, on on that situation on that story you know they're not really there so i it's it's it just
3: goes to show you that you know they choose sides you know maybe it is political of course it's got to be political right
2: no it's it's, it's it is i of course it, it is very much political that's sad
3: i feel bad i feel very bad for those women in afghanistan and then everybody stands up makes a roar makes this big deal and now crickets. And right. So. Yep. <laughs> it's weird. But, Sean, I love your show. I love your show, and thank you so much. No, uh, God you bless you, man. Love the good work.
2: Thank you, Dinah Dave. I appreciate it, man. Uh, let's go to Jason. Jason, how you doing? Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? All right, Jason, you're going to go. Uh, Alex, Alex, how you doing? Right, Ma. Hey. <laughs>
1: hey. Hey. Okay. All right. So we have treason all over the place. We got... We got McCabe, we've got frickin' Comey, we've got now we got General Milley. When is somebody going to go to jail for this stuff? They tried
2: Never. to frame
1: a president. <laughs> they stole Exactly, they stole the presidential election. We know it. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that has half a brain what's been going on here. The left is going to destroy this country. Come hell or high water, that is their goal. If their goal and, you know, the is American to people will-
2: If their goal is to destroy this country, they are doing an amazing job at it. They really are.
1: And they're doing it rapidly. You notice that? Yeah. I told you six months ago when when I called in, you said, how long do you think it'll take? I said six months. Mm. Well, it's taking them a little longer, but believe me, just like you said, they're moving at a rapid pace.
2: They are, and and on on many different fronts. You know, that's what's so scary about it.
1: Well, and uh, everybody keeps, I keep hearing this this phrase, well, wait till the 2022 election. Dude, you ain't going to have 2022 elections (laughs) at the race we're going. No. Y'all better wake up.
2: Yeah, I I absolutely agree, man. Always a pleasure, Pleasure, man. man. Thanks for the call. (laughs) Bye. Bye, man. No, really, man. I mean, you look at everything. You take it all in, whether it's, you know, the, the COVID weirdness or the open border or Afghanistan uh inflation uh price of everything is you know again going up and and you you, you, you stack it all up if the stuff about Millie's true and then you know wrap your noggin around the idea that we're only talking it was about the only 8 months <clears throat> 8 months man 8 months so yeah you start talking about 2022 it's like we are we going to make it <laughs> Yeah, I'm not being funny, man. Are we is this country going to make it to the midterms in, in in anything recognizable as even being America? I don't know. You know, and I, I some people might think this is extreme, but I'll say it anyway. That, uh, I, you know, they talk about how straight white guys, MAGA guys, are the biggest domestic threat. Even George Walker Bush is on that journey now, man. It's, ah, oh, it's domestic terrorists, I got to worry about. I, I think they're right to a certain extent, but I, I think the biggest threat to our way of life is our own stinking government. My God, man, it's only been eight months. And look at all the problems we have. I mean, I. You know, I get sick of talking about it, frankly. You know, on a, every single single stink a day of my life, in my professional life. But you know, it's it's the reality of what we're what we're living through. And uh, you know, I I have a prayer. That, you know, I have a lot of prayers. I I need a lot of prayers right now. But I, I the one prayer uh, that I that I repeat every day in one form or another is I pray for boring days. Actually, in my language, I pray for boring ass days. Someday, It's a boring day when nothing bad happens, when nothing stressful happens, when there's no crisis going on. You know what I mean? I I told Chris this the other day, and Elaine, I was talking to her about this. That like you will never hear old Uncle Sean complain about a boring ass day ever again, man. If, if I could just, ex- if we can experience one. I used to be that right, Chris. I used to be that guy where it's like, oh, I'm so bored. Oh my god, nothing to do. I want to do something. And now it's like, nah, you know what? (laughs) I'd love to have me some boring-ass days. I would love to see America have some boring-ass days. But unfortunately, I think we're a ways from that. All right. Well, try to enjoy your day anyway. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, Rudy J from ESPN, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Bye.